0: Hey, everybody. Yeah, let's go. Dates. Um, yeah, let's do some dates. Let's this is Neil. Dates. It's uh, basically today, is September 11th. I'm going to be in San Francisco tomorrow, September 12th, 13th, September 12th, 13th, 14th uh, in San Francisco at the Punchline. And then next month, I'm going to be in D.C. on some just Google Neil Brennan Living Social. Because I—that's I, all I can say. Go, if you live in DC, don't just Google it for shit. The Living Social
1: headquarters is in Washington DC, and you're gonna be
0: playing at it. No, it's some sort of deal at a club, I'm but you're you that's only get what tickets. It is. is that what I it is?
1: Yeah, it's the Living Social Living Social House. That's where you're gonna be.
0: Oh, great! It sounds awesome. It should be fun. Well, I'm gonna be there October 10th, 11th, and 12th. So. I hope to God you're right, Moshe.
1: So it's me, Moshe. You might be able to tell my voice apart from Neil's at this point. Uh, I got some dates coming up. Uh, this very weekend, I will be in Chicago at the Up Comedy Club. Up Comedy Club, and then the weekend after that, I'm going to be. Uh, that's the 19th through 21st, or something like that. Yeah, I'm, we'll see. Yeah, go let's ahead. Let's say yes on that. Uh, I will be at the uh, at the Triple Door in Seattle on Saturday night, and at Lola's uh, in uh, Portland the night before Friday night. So come fuck with me there. The weekend after that, Rooster Teeth Feathers, Comedy Club, Sunnyvale, California. You road-dogging it, man. Come, I'm trying to make that money, man. I've got to pay my rent. Uh, so come fuck with me. 1500 plus uh, bonuses. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on another level, man, right now. Those bonuses are, are, are really piling on our guest today so Aris i heard spears. I, I heard you curse so we can do oh, that. oh yeah, we'll do, do it, it. Curse oh so start beautiful, off oh, beautiful beautiful cool. i
2: don't yeah. want to force it i want it to be natural do you uh are you got dates you want to promote you know I, i'm gonna do a one-nighter in kansas city at the improv this friday and then i'll be in tommy t's and pleasanton saturday and sunday the, this week this week yeah of
0: the so like the well, 10th 11th 12th yeah, yeah. So yeah so go yeah, on yeah, down. yeah, yeah. yeah. all um, right find so, aries spears at Tommy you may have cheese. to make a tough decision between seeing me in San Francisco or <laughs> uh, Aries. I think what might tip you say it. You said you're doing Cobbs? I'm doing Punchline. Oh, Punchline. What have my you done Cobbs? No. Pun- that I'm that not big
1: enough.
0: Cobbs? cobs. Yeah. That's, a, like That's a big to, room, man. They wanted it's us to do the podcast They want to do a live. Oh, is that right? Yeah. All right, yeah. listen, let's Look, start the podcast. What are podcast. we doing, Wait, Guys, quickly,
1: uh, I want to say I do have my album out, Moshe Casher Live in Oakland. You can get that on Amazon. You can also get a Champs t shirt, Blue Collar Distro, for it, all Slash that. the Champs, all that. Fuck with us. Let's start the episode.
2: Now you're fucking with the Champs.
0: Yeah,
1: well hello everyone. We're back again. It's the Champs Podcast. Hi.
0: Yeah, that's Moshe that's starting me. off, which I don't appreciate.
1: Sorry, Neil. I um, apologize.
0: We're here, everybody. The Champs has been, uh, the name of the podcast is The Champs. We've had like some kind of weird, we've been getting crazy amounts of downloads, but like old episodes get just like shit just constant it's great it is so good. thank you thank you for the support everybody Dude, i was in nevada city this very weekend
1: at the uh, the nevada city film festival that dj doug pound curates mm-hmm. i had many champs fans coming up to both of us trying to figure out what the real story behind doug's <laughs> departure
0: <laughs> we had another guy podcast. um all right so our guest today uh you may know him from uh various films And uh, mostly Mad (laughs) TV, right? I mean, that's that's predominantly. They have to know. They have to. Well, then Jerry Maguire was a big part.
2: Yeah, that was my. uh, That was back in the late nineties. I haven't done a relevant film since then. So that for me, that's my. That's my. What you talk about, Willis? uh, (laughs) 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 That's my different. If I hear somebody say, "Show me the fucking money"?
0: Did you say, "Show me the money"? No, I didn't. But that everybody, you are. Aren't you in the scene?
2: I'm in the scene with uh, Cuba dancing and Tom on the phone. So anybody that's associated with that movie, that that catchphrase gets thrown your way. Yeah, I just gotta yeah. say off the top, you got
1: such a great voice. Just you, you got voice, man. Thank you, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, but I feel like your voice has gotten grizzlier. Yeah, gotten I drink older. and smoke a lot. Oh, good! I got that Pacino thing going on. <laughs> oh, so this is a back, cultivated back, voice. Back when
2: I was in, you know, eighteen, nineteen, I was I was Pacino, uh, Godfather. But now I'm Pacino,
0: hua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Your yeah. dog day afternoon. Um, all right, so I remember you from back then when you were right. eighteen, nineteen, working yeah. at the Boston Comedy Club. I yeah. was doorman, soft faced young he, man. You yeah. were you were you just kind of blew through New York. I remember, for like it felt like two, three months.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm from New York, and I right. started out, my my very first time on stage was at Uptown Comedy yeah. Club, um, but long story short, man, yeah, I did all the Chitlin Circuit gigs between right. New York and New Jersey, and uh, uh came up with Bill Bellamy and right. a couple of other notables, and uh, yeah, man, uh, New York, I kind of did that till I was 17 and came so out to L.A. when did you start? I started when I was 14. No. Yeah, I did Dev Jam at 16 and Showtime at Apollo at 17. Barry Katz, actually, uh, of course, he was managing Chappelle at the time. And I was between trying to figure out who my manager would be. So my choices were Russell Simmons, uh, Barry Katz, uh, the the girl's mother, uh, the girl that played on Give Me a Break. (laughs) uh, I can't remember her name.
0: Her, but, but mom's a, her mom sounds a like a pretty powerful manager, and, uh, manager, though. Yeah, In and, uh, Pittsburgh, my right. God. A
2: Pittsburgh manager. Exactly. And, <laughs> wow. uh, and, and and Norm Nixon. And I ended up signing with
1: Norm Nixon. Yeah, I remember that. And, and moved out to L.A. Um, do you yeah, think your we, career we would be in it. a different place if you had gone with Russell Simmons?
2: Uh, it would have been in a place that dictated the time. Yeah, right. Because Def Jam was hot, so I would have been one of many black comedians in that yeah. stable. Um, so I don't know that for the long term that would have been beneficiary because at the end of the day, Def Jam got that bad rap.
0: Yeah, um, it got a great rap for like I, I really, months. I really
2: wanted to go between Barry
0: and, uh, you know, I really was I Barry. Barry was like salty about it. Like he, yeah, had, he yeah, got yeah. you head
2: shots or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it, it was going to be Barry, but, you know, Norm flew me out. And, you know, anybody that's never been Norm
0: Nixon, LA, who at that point had been on the Lakers fairly recently. He was on the – he was on the Lakers, the Showtime was, Lakers in the '80s. Yeah, he and his a, he wife was fucking Debbie the, Allen, he was a fame. player. Yeah, yeah. He won his a wife was Debbie Allen, so they were they had it on the power couple. And at yeah. that
2: time, they managed Carlos Mencia, uh, who I guess was the biggest name on their roster. Right. But to anybody that's never been to LA, as a 17-year-old kid, you come to Los Angeles, and it's like being introduced to crack. Yeah. You know. So I I got overwhelmed by yeah. LA and the stars and. So I signed
0: yeah, with. Yeah, it's Norm. overwhelming if you're 30, right? <laughs> you know, I mean? right. if anyone flies you somewhere, and like you just feel like you're on golden on golden pond on golden, you're retired person. Yeah, <laughs> I pond. So, uh, but, but
2: but I almost feel like I'm I'm I almost feel like it's coming full circle because I've always respected Barry and I've always liked Barry, and uh, the guy might end up managing me, man.
1: Oh, for real? Yeah. That's funny. We can make it even more full circle. Do you know that Barry Katz now has a podcast about managing people? Yes, he does. <laughs> it's called
0: Nobody's Listening, folks. Folks, thanks. Uh, fo- <laughs> um, now, uh, and all right. So you moved out here, yeah. And then you didn't you book a show? Super. You know quick? what?
2: It was crazy because it, at the time, yeah, Debbie Allen was producing and directing uh, a different world. So I ended up doing some guest stand-up. Not DL Hewley was a warm-up for Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but he knew me from Def Jam. So he basically let me do five minutes in front of Will Smith and uh at that time Warren Littlefield, yeah. NBC. So there was this buzz around town yeah. that this hot new kid, blah, 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 blah. So for five years I got stuck in development deals. Right. NBC, CBS, ABC. So I probably made like a million dollars before I was twenty-one in yeah. holding deals, and and long story short, I finally ended up with Fox, and it was like I was I was tired of making money, but ha- but hadn't done anything. Yeah. So, uh, Mad TV was I think in its coming in its third season, and the, and the president of Fox uh, just said, "Put them on, man." Yeah. And they just put, and they put me on.
0: W- if we go back, before, we had, but you did have a show. Yeah, South of Sunset. He had a show. CBS. You know this story?
2: Yeah. Uh, tell the story. Yeah, uh, um, while I was going around from network to network, I actually uh, auditioned for a CBS show called South of Sunset, um, and they lo- they liked me and they it was wanted a
0: cop me. show. Cop show. With, uh, Glenn Fry Glenn from the Eagles.
2: and they didn't re- like Glenn's acting wasn't really up to par. Right. But somewhere between shooting the, the the end of the first season, he got an acting coach. He got better, but wasn't great. So, he basically got pissed off because he was like, look, you guys can't air the first couple of episodes because I sucked. Let's reshoot them. Blah, blah, blah. He he, he pissed off the network. And the fact that we had to air against Home Improvement, the number one show in the country, and Melrose Place, hot show. And there were the fires in Los Angeles, so we never aired in California. So, so long story short, I mean the, the ratings were terrible, and story, we got canceled. After story the story that I heard, yeah,
0: they, they, yeah, I heard it got canceled while it was airing. Right? Whoa! The story right. is it got it aired at ten. It was canceled by ten forty. Yeah. <laughs> like, i Like, that's the... And you're confirming it somewhat. That's that's like
1: somewhat, this, that's yeah. That's like the story about Kevin Hart at the upfronts. So have you heard... Have we talked no. about that before? Well, however that story ends, we know where Kevin is. Yeah, no, no, so no, so no. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apparently, Kevin Hart, uh, he was in some show... And they, he was at the upfronts and he's literally backstage. They're, right. they're like, okay, you're going on in five minutes. Okay, Kevin, are you ready? Going And then like literally he's like about to walk out and somebody taps him on the shoulder. Uh, the show got canceled and he just <laughs> he made it Dude, all the way. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm so scratching my head behind the success of Kevin Hart because it's like the first Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam, which I did, me, Kevin, D-Ray, Tommy, and Cedric, which I, Shaq's done about six of these things. Yeah. And this is not me. But the
0: first one was good. The first. Well, well only is, seen one. Is, like this, this was is not one me stroking
2: other. my own shit. But but everybody that's ever come up to me has said hands down the best yeah, one yeah. ever. Yeah. And I D- would agree. You fucking destroyed us. Thank that. you, man. And and D-Ray and I would do shows backstage, and we'd be like, "What the fuck did we do wrong?"
1: Right. Like yeah.
2: Kevin is, like even I even today I looked 8.8 million followers on yeah, Twitter.
0: Right. I'm he, going. What I'm the fuck did I do wrong? He will take. He could take. He could clip a fingernail, take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, and get 150,000 likes. People are that fucking geeked off the dude. But in some Here's way, what it is to me. Charming, funny. Well, and, non-threatening. And, and, yeah, and also, like, comes up with a lot of material, and he's extremely likable, now, lovable. Now, now how,
2: let, let me ask you,
0: because c-
2: because there's already there's already a stigma about me. Right. And... I don't want to come off like a hater, but I, right. I want to be honest. Yeah. Um, so you tell me, like, like, Kevin comes out with a new special almost yeah. every other month. Yeah. And I would gather that it's, it's so fucking hard to write a banging new hour of material that quickly. Well, we so all talk so about So I, I know Kevin has writers. He has, he has writers. So here's my question. Isn't that almost like taking steroids?
1: <laughs> like, is there not an asterisk
2: above? Like, if like, that's and Dana great, Cook and no, I talked that's about a this. Great, that's like, a like very I understand. Good point. There's no, there's no, that's there's funny. no arguing. Kevin is a legitimate, funny, fucking dude. Yeah. But if you got a stable of writers, yeah. But let,
1: is it all you? Can is, is it? Do we give you all the credit? Well, that's Here's an the interesting thing. That's uh, an yeah. interesting thing, which is every. Com- famous comedian until this generation basically would have an asterisk above him. Uh, Eddie Murphy would, Richard Pryor would, all of these. For what? For Th- having writers? Yeah, because this generation, like, I don't is- believe Eddie had writers. You don't believe he that? He did. No. He, had- he Paul, did. On, on, Paul the, on,
2: on the credits of it says Raw, Paul Robert Townsend and no, no, no. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Robert,
0: but they wrote the sketch at the beginning. No, Not the, but, not the material. No. No, that's, it's, that. it, that's,
1: yeah. Paul Mooney wrote for Eddie. That's, I, I don't think up for debate. I'm, unless I'm completely... I don't think you're right. I, I, know, I know he know, wrote for Richard. He, yeah. wrote,
0: he definitely wrote for Richard. And if you watch the documentary about Richard, it's fuck. There's You see Mooney walk up. Pryor bombed the first taping of Live on the Sunset Strip so bad that they couldn't use it. And right. they have footage of wow, Mooney walking I on... Know st- I know, it's crazy. Watch the Showtime documentary. Mooney walks on stage and like basically carries him off. <laughs> Like it's a, fucking it's okay. hilarious. Oh. Me and, me, yeah, we were talking about the other day. It was fucking hilarious. But I mean, yeah, I think that our generation,
1: like, you know, the last 15, 20 years is where people started going, you must write all your right. own material. And right. like all the old guys. Yeah, didn't it even was, have well, there that was that the aesthetic. Vaudeville wow.
0: thing, and then once Carlin. Right, and Newhart and those guys started writing there, and like they would Mort go Saul like, and, "Are you going to yeah. do the duck bit tonight?" Because I do the duck bit. But those right. were like they were like the alternative comics. The people that became famous were like the alt comics, right. as opposed to like shecky Gr- all these right. Catskill guys that would be like, "You going to do the duck bit?" Well, I have a question. You, so you started
1: very very young. Yeah. How did you grow up? Like, if you're a millionaire by 21, did you grow up poor? Did you grow up ready? You know for that what? Kind of I didn't thing? grow up
2: dirt poor. But I was so far from Huxtables. Yeah, I was good yeah. times, but yeah. not that bad. Right. Right. You know, I, I grew up in a one studio apartment in New York with me, my mother, and my sister. Uh, my father was in and out, uh, and you know, I grew up in the '80s, man. So for me, Eddie was the guy. Right. So every Saturday, without fail, me and my father consistently watched this dude. And that, that, that. When I saw Delirious and and. Uh, uh, what the one with the trade places? That for me was it.
1: Did you yeah. do voices when you were young? Yeah, before o- always as
2: a kid, sat in front of TV and, and mimicked what I saw.
0: Yeah.
1: Why do you think? Why do you think you did that?
0: I have a theory. A friend of mine who does a lot of impressions right. says, he said the re- and he stopped and he said the reason I stopped doing impressions is because he felt like he was doing it because he hated himself. Really? And yeah, he said because I hate myself, and I so I long to be these other people. That wasn't
2: it for me. I just I just had a deep love for television, and I mm-hmm. could mimic so much. My mother's a jazz. Eddie's singer. like that. Yeah, my Eddie's mother's like my that. mother's a jazz singer. She sang with Lionel Hampton, a great legendary yeah. guy before he died. She sang it President Reagan for President Reagan at the White House. So I've always had that. I think sometimes, and I tell people, doing impressions is like music. You know, yeah. you have to have an ear for tone and reflection. Yeah, I like agree Like Jay Z, you know, Shapoi thats a note. Right. You know what I'm saying. So my mother, because she could sing, and I think I inherited some of that. I, I, I can hear people's tones yeah. and capture their inflections. Like one of my, one of my favorite impressions to do is Paul Mooney. You know what I'm saying? Only because that attitude, yeah. and that voice. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even do it one well, that, and I like doing it. You know, money. that uh, that people often do.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah. For those of our listeners that aren't familiar with your work
0: yours yeah. is one of the best i would say one of the best you're the best uh thank you but that's you well you're the because you're the only one that's not like a hack about well, here, it
2: here's my thing like and i love frank caliendo yeah that's my dude he's put me on yeah he put me on the the, the, the halftime show at the super bowl yeah go ahead and But my thing him. about frank is like <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen frank do a show that that didn't go in the direction of an impression. His whole hour is impressions. And that's great. But to me, what made Eddie Murphy so Michael Jordan-like, there were so many facets to his game. Right. He could do impressions, but he could also do material. And yeah. I would have loved to have seen Frank do material and not just rely on impressions. So for me, it's almost like doing an impression well, is Well,
0: why like, don't you... Are you friendly enough to tell him that?
2: I, I, I'm, I, we're cool, but I don't right. know that... Hopefully he'll hear you. you. Just did, it's well, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I love Frank, though. No, yeah. But, but but to me, doing an impression is like dunking. I can dunk when I want. Yeah. But it, the Material is the rebound and the
0: defense and the, yeah. and the bounce and the
2: passing. So. Uh.
0: And do you? Yeah, that's you're the best, and certainly, and there's also not a ton of black impressionists. No, it feels like no, there's there more. No, there's no, a there lot isn't. more white impressionists, which there I don't. Isn't. Why do you think that is? Do you have any theories on that?
2: Uh, not really. Because uh,
0: I, I don't. I, have I, I, I don't you have. You don't have a theory, theory on this, which is odd. This
2: is cr- you don't. I, understand. I think black or white impressions are just so hard to do. And I, I mean, it's Jay Farrow yeah. Uh, Afion Crockett, yep. Um, uh, I forget the other guy's name. There's a couple guys that do it. Who does right. it better, Jay Z yeah. You or Jay Farrow Oh, I, hands down, I'm Jay Z. <laughs> Come on, are you? And here's why I say that. This is not me being vain. Here's why I say that, because it's one thing to sound like Jay Z. But the rap bit that I did where I had, like, 14 million views on YouTube, to be able to sound like somebody's one thing, to capture their rap cadence, their flow, their style, and to actually be able to spit where you could go, yo, they would say that. And not something that I'm mimicking. I wrote it myself. Right. When I rhyme and do Jay-Z, DMX, LL, Snoop, all the rhymes, you, I wrote the rhymes. So to me, that's a different level. Um. And are you? Are there impressions where you're like,
0: yeah, he does it way better. than Oh me.
2: yeah, Jay Farrow's Will Smith. Yeah, his Chris Rock, his Chris Tucker. I can't do Barack Obama, and it pains me. First black president. Oh yeah, I you drank
0: and smoked too much. That hey,
2: You know what that's it is? True. I got uh, the, I got Barack's cadence, but not the voice. The yeah.
0: cadence is relatively easy to do.
2: Yeah, but the voice. It's almost like when I first started doing Denzel, I had his cadence. But I didn't have the voice. And it wasn't until I saw a comedian out of Chicago named Reggie Reg. His brother had Denzel. You close your eyes, Denzel was in the room. Yeah. I mean, he did Denzel like, I forget the comedian's name, who does Sam Kennison and Pacino?
0: Uh, Craig Gass. Craig Gass. Yeah. I mean, he does Denzel impression. like
2: that. Yeah. So after watching and, and picking up on the things that I was missing, like for instance with Denzel. Okay, well,
0: that's. Okay, so what do you. If a guy is doing an impression. Right. And you want to do the impression? Is that thievery? Not at all. Okay. Because you can't, you, know, you can't put a camera. No, I on no, impression. I I understand yeah. that. I guess it's, nah, not at all. Oh, it's
1: not, because the whole thing about impressions... Unless you do the same
0: joke, yeah. but,
1: right. if, but, but impressions are fair game, Impressions man. is all about how to find a way into the impression, right? right? right, you know, right. Find a funny way, or for right. some people, not find a funny way right. into doing the impression. Right. And that's what's annoying, and that's what you, I feel like you don't do, is the, is the impressionist is just clearly could care less about anything but getting to I the I'll put next. it to you like this.
2: One of the things that made Eddie, when you look at Delirious, so amazing, was it wasn't just the impression... The joke behind it. Right. The substance was there. With Jay Farrell, I feel like his impressions are just, now here's my, where Eddie Murphy would take that impression and put it in a funny situation yeah, right. that made 100%. sense to the impression. That to me is... is
0: and is, also picking interest. The fact that Eddie Murphy did Larry Holmes... Right, who was like a super not even right. he was the he was a boxer, but everyone's doing Mike Tyson. I'm Larry right? Holmes, and and then Eddie <laughs> yeah. did Larry Holmes, and it's just like what and I mean, it's a fucking Jane, perfect. Larry James Adomian
1: does that. He picks these very odd and specific. Yeah, movies. are you familiar with him? No, no he no. does like Jesse Ventura, right. and he does. Um, but Jay Moore is good at that uh, and yeah.
2: doing impressions with great jokes. Yeah, right. he's phenomenal at that, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting that you don't because I know a guy who was on Siren Live and asked somebody, can you teach me how to do an impression of so-and-so? And the person he asked was like, no. Right. Not gonna. And and the guy on Siren Live still hates the guy who wouldn't tell him the impression.
2: Dude, the, the – the, and I don't know if you saw it, but the thing that I was most proud of is when I did the Paul Mooney for my special Hollywood Look I'm Smiling, the whole premise was I was basically saying – Everyone knows Paul is a genius. Right. But the fact that Paul will tell you he's a genius is why he's where he's at. Uh-huh. So it's like when I got him to come try to be a writer for Mad TV, and, and, and they're like, Paul, we love you. Homie, I invented comedy. It's real. I invented it. <laughs> all you niggas, all of you stolen from me. First you stole niggas, then you stole my material. This is his
1: job interview?
2: Right. This is his job. <laughs> but for, for, me, for me to come up with, first you stole niggas, then you stole my material. That's yeah. so Paul Mooney. Yeah. Uh, Whether he right. said that or not, yeah. right? That's no, Paul Mooney. No, he would say that. Yeah, he would say that. Yeah, I invented comedy, homie.
1: I invented it. He's like Little Richard, right? He's right, right, like right. He, yeah. right. Neil, do you have any impressions?
0: No, mm-hmm. I mean I make, will do the, like listen, listen. I will do I will do Mooney sometimes, but it's more about can we? Do- I don't do the vo- I just do the care the spirit. Listen,
1: let's do our best impression, and you rate the impression. See who you think. But is I don't
0: better. have any. Do your Mooney.
1: I we're I'm I'm already throwing in the top. You terrible. go first.
0: I got nothing. I got right. I got the movie phone You're guy. You're setting up a fake Oh I can do the movie phone guy. Okay, well, let's first, see, we'll both, both do, the do the movie phone guy. guy. Right. You say
1: which one's better, okay? <laughs> All right. Who do you want to go first or second? You it's go like a first. rap battle. All right. You go first. Because okay. I know I stink at that. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna give you <laughs> top billing. This is so exciting. Okay. All right. Hello and welcome to call uh, hello and thank you for calling movie phone, brought to you
0: by one oh six point one KMEL Jams. That's right. That's good. Um I'm gonna do the same line. Great. <laughs> brought to you by KMEL Jams. Brought to you by one oh six point one K M E L Jams. Alright. I'll tell you where you fucked up. Oh, thank you. You gotta hit the last Damn it. the last syllable is the key to the movie phone guy. Aries, you'll see. Right.
1: You'll see, Aries.
0: <laughs> Hello, and thank you for calling movie phone. Uh what do I say now? Uh you go. Brought to you by one hundred six point one KMEL Jams. Brought
1: to you by one hundred six point one KMEL Jams. That was the last syllable was good, but I feel like I didn't. I didn't really get it. If you know
0: the name of the movie, you'd like to see... press one. Press one now. I'm gonna gonna go. No, I agree. I agree. (laughs) I I totally agree. That motion won that. I wasn't ready. I actually was straight up nervous. (laughs) <laughs> like i was straight Neil, up like can i ask here's, yeah, yeah here's ask what i want to do i yeah. want to ask you something
2: yeah go ahead and i want you to be 100 yeah, yeah. percent honest with me yeah uh what do you think of me as a comic
0: i think you're please funny, be man. honest i am i am being right. funny i think you're i think you're i'll tell you where i think you fucked up okay <laughs> all
2: right i'll leave the room to hear this.
0: No, no no you you gotta be better looking Like everybody says, yeah, it's like fucking just, you used to be fucking cute, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're just not that cute. Like that's the thing is like dudes will, dudes will fuck with you and you could get girls. Right. You know what I mean? If you'd lost whatever, 60 pounds, right. You'd a, I tell people, I told Pete Holmes, you got to fucking, I tell people you got to lose weight. If you want to get cast, right. You have to be skinny. Right. You fucking have to be skinny. If you're not fat, if you're fat, you have to be cartoon fat right you have to be Chris Farley, caliendo, uh right. fucking uh, yeah who else there you have so that would be my thing, which is right. Like, right be you could be way you' you're you're not maximizing your your gift I, okay no I've, listen i've <laughs> i've I've heard that
2: a gazillion times. Yeah. because here's 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 the thing like usually I don't do these kind of things man. yeah. But I wanted to do it for pretty much one big reason uh the movie phone off no 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 no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm not we in a, that, Eric, I'm not is? in the ass kissing business yeah, yeah.
2: but i'm such I have such a, a huge amount of respect for you, oh, thank you, one, because knowing that you co-created yeah probably the the most phenomenal sketch show ever thank you uh and two, it Kiss was like hump? it was at one point where, and this might be me to some people who don't know me or or, or listening. Right. Sounding cocky and vain, yeah, yeah. But it's just like I've looked at every sketch show from Jordan and Peel to Chocolate News that have come out since and before Chappelle's show, yeah. And I don't think that there has been anyone to fill that void the way the way that it should be filled. Now, I honestly believe with my eight years of sketch show on yeah. Mad TV, if you know my body of work, yeah, my year on the Underground with Damon Wayans on Showtime,
0: I never saw that show.
2: A lot of people didn't. Yeah. But I believe that if given the opportunity to be left the fuck alone, yeah. which I think networks kill great talent when they get involved, but when people leave people who are great the fuck alone and let them do what they do, that's when magic happens. And I honestly believe that I have the ability, given the chance right. to do Sketch, that I can do what Dave did Yeah, and take it beyond on a, on an on a HBO or a Showtime. Yeah. And I so badly, when I approached you, I remember when I approached you, and and you were too busy at the time, and I really wanted to see if I could get in bed with you and work with you on yeah. that level. And, and you basically to told me uh, everybody's trying to fuck. <laughs> you're so told skinny. Me you that's couldn't. why yeah, I'm so comfortable. Uh, like it really fucked with me. Did it really? Yeah, it did. That's what's funny. But because I, because I thought I thought it was because Slammed maybe on. maybe Neil didn't respect me. Maybe no, he didn't like me. No, it's you know,
0: but but because you're too fat. I'm thank kidding. you.
1: <laughs> no, but I, yeah, and I I'm <laughs> no, not trying but to. But Aries,
0: the other thing is that's the thing is like. The Chappelle show was me. It's like you can't underestimate how skinny Dave Chappelle was. He was so skinny. No, uh, you can't underestimate, like, Dave's life force. Right. Like, like, that can't be underestimated. It's like it's just a crazy life force where, like, people see him and fucking – before he was famous, he's super charismatic and charming. So, like, just him being on TV – the reason we sold so many DVDs is because you want to fucking eat his face. It's like he's right. just like this – and and then – and he can write and he's got aesthetics and he can uh, – he was like public enemy. He was like Chuck D and Flavor Flavor in one person. Right. That's what I always said. So it's like I can I, – I. it's not a matter of like, oh, I could easily take it. – it's like I have points of view but, you know, it's got – if it's whoever's show it is, it kind of has to be their point of view. Right. Do you know well, what I, I mean? I
2: mean, you know – watching your stand up uh this past Friday, listen dude, you you're 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 uh, you're incredibly fucking smart. Oh thanks, and, man. And and uh and edgy at the same time. And uh it's like when you watch you go, I get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I, I've I've been I've been financing and, and putting together my own pilot. Great. Because I, I kinda feel like to to take it where where Dave to go beyond where Dave took it. Right which I felt was a blown opportunity with the underground where it's like Damon Wayans on Showtime. You have, he was left alone, wasn't he? Yeah. He was left alone, but it's like, you have a chance to finish the jokes. You have a chance to take it where the clubs can take it, but on television now. Yeah. And he, it was almost like he was trying to apply typewriter rules to a computer age. Yeah. Like he was still trying to do in living color type characters that I went, dude, that worked in the, in the nineties. Yeah. Now social media age, yeah, it's, it's there's something missing. Yeah, so you know. No, I, I don't, know.
0: I don't, that, I
1: don't want to take away the sincerity from the moment, but I think it's important for us to say that that was perhaps the most Neil Brennan uh, response of all time. To which is, what do you think of me as a comedian? I think you're fat. <laughs> that, that is some straight up <laughs> Neil Brennan classic. That's no, not Brennan what I said. I, no, what I, do you think I of me as a comedian? Fat. You're a little bit heavy.
0: Finally, <laughs> I said you're a very good comedian, and then I and then if if, if he asked me what's holding me back. And I said, your weight, right? G-R, will you lose weight? I'm
2: trying to, <laughs> man. Like, I'm. What I'm, are you doing? Uh, trying not to make bad decisions.
0: What do you do? You what do you eat? Everything that's wrong. Right. The, the, you
2: know, I, I say, listen, man. I, trust me, in my heart, you know, I got Michael Jordan dreams, but Dennis Rodman habits. Right. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. In my heart, I want to do the right thing. Yeah. But uh, well,
0: here's the sad thing. Michael Jordan ate McDonald's his entire rookie year because he, he yeah, didn't know. know he didn't you know he that? No, you didn't know you yeah, didn't he I didn't know not his to favorite. eat McDonald's. Right. Right. I said that to if I name drop Chris Rock and he goes, When he hosted SNL, me, Farley, and Spade had to go buy him McDonald's because he couldn't leave the building. So right. he was eating McDonald's in like as as like Michael Jordan the right. icon. And right. he was also sponsoring it. But the fact that he could eat garbage and yeah. still be and still be that good. To
2: really answer your question better, uh, I gotta get to a place where I give a shit again.
0: Well, that's because what this, I see this with business, you. Yes, is I business. see you you I feel like you're like there's like a self-pity strain that I see in you. and I could maybe I'm wrong, but I see you feeling like no one no one's giving me the time of day. And then you drink and you I eat. I don't, I
2: don't. I don't know so much that I would say self pity, right? As so much an angry and bitter place
1: that oh, i just been. anger where, and bitter. Where do you think it comes from? Uh, is it just about career or is there more? Mostly that
2: uh, because because I always felt like, look, man. I, honestly, I felt like if I'd have done what I did, if, if I'd have done on Saturday Night Live, what I did on Mad TV yeah. for eight years. Be a different story. Yeah, but I never got that shot at the NBA. I was yeah. probably one of the best players in the CBA. Yeah, that never got that shot, and it feels like there's certain points within my. Did whole
0: you never audition for SNL? No, no. That's, that's one of those weird no. things. That's when you realize, like, like your your life—not like your life's fucked up, but it's like you were on a popular show, but it's just not the right popular show. Right. And the entire trajectory of your life is different and not what you want it to be, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's, and, and you know that, what I mean? Like, just in life, you just go like, oh, I fucked up. It's like I, make a, it's, I direct it's a movie that's it's it's like, like, oh, uh, I'm fucked
2: up. People that, people that the, the fans and people, people on the street will come up to me and with passion and, and, and legitimate feelings go... Man, you were the best, one of the best dudes on Mad TV, one one of the best guys in sketch ever. But because it wasn't Saturday Night Live, yeah. I just never got that. Like I remember, I did a show in 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 uh, Portland, and one of the radio personalities gave me the best backhanded compliment I ever heard. She said, "I honestly feel if there wasn't Eddie Murphy, you'd be him."
0: Right. Yeah. Y-
2: you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's a huge compliment, right? Yeah.
1: But also shitty.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because (laughs) you have to murder Eddie. But
1: But what about like the idea that you are more than your
0: career? I mean, you. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Like, what are you? Who are you?
2: (laughs) That always feels like shit to me. No, (laughs) I'm just saying. You know what? It was funny. Tommy Davidson was doing. We were shooting a photo shoot for the cover of the DVD for Shaq's all star comedy jam. And for me in terms of a Mount Rushmore of comedy, he's one of the guys. Tommy's just, really just funny. Just knowing what he does on stage, yeah. Tommy's a beast. Yeah. And I kind of said something to Tommy in that same vein, like, like man, I feel like you've never gotten yeah, th- you do, man, and blah, blah, blah. And he hit me with that same kind of answer where he was like, well, I've already been that legend and right. this and that. So I don't need Hollywood to tell me who I know I already am. And like, listen, if that's what works for him, that's what works for him. To me, that always
1: felt like a shit answer. You mean? Oh, like, I agree. I mean, in terms I, yeah. of. I'm just saying, like, what if you, you? What if in your first year of comedy, you'd you know your voice box had exploded and your voice was irreparably changed, and then what? You'd just be unhappy for the rest of your life, or I mean, what's?
2: I, anyway, for me, n- I knowing what with my that. goal is, if that's what happened, that's a pretty raw fucking deal. It's not
1: a not. Raw, you're right. It's, it's a, a, raw it's a deal. pretty short you, shitty yeah. deal. But you then what, I mean? what? Beyond yeah, it's a
2: shitty deal. Like I don't want to see who who who. And this is where I guess Dave is so weird or as if, if people have described like the guy lives in Ohio, yeah. he doesn't seem to want the big he's like Barry Sanders, like one yeah. of the greatest but get doesn't want it. Like who gets in this game and doesn't want it? Who the, gets in this not, game and the, doesn't it, want to be the biggest here,
0: the, you know, yeah, it's not as simple as that, but yeah, I don't I understand because I don't pursue this I like doing stand up, but I don't pursue very much else I'm not like and and uh, and I get I don't not like because I'm like man I've been that I would like my thing is doing your own show is fucking hard as shit and my thing is like if I'm gonna do my own show and work 19 hours a day I really have to care about what the show is so that and I and Dave is I think in a similar place if I may speak for him like it's just like it's really hard and if you don't, if you know that you're the best or one of the best, you're you're in the clubhouse. Everyone goes, "You're one of the best," and you go, "Yeah." Right. <laughs> so I can be one of the best and not do anything. Right. This is
1: great. It's also one of these questions: like, would you rather make something great or make or be famous? Are you in it for your own? Well, being I'm, I'm, big? Not, I'm not. I'm not talking about the material
2: thing or the or the or the necessarily the fame status and the money. I'm just talking about people respecting your work and being looked at as one of the the, the top guys yeah. in it. Because I know all that fame and money shit will come with it, but and I'm not looking at that as validation, but just knowing that work wise, yeah, this dude is one of the best. Yeah. Now again I, I'm I'm saying this very loosely but when people talk about the, one of the greatest comedians of all time, Eddie Murphy. And again, I, I look at him as like the Michael Jordan. Yeah. So many facets to his game. Yeah. He's got the crown. The, the, the best. Like Chris Rock, in my opinion, stand-up is obviously phenomenal. Uh-huh. Phenomenal. But why doesn't his brilliance go into movies? It may. He just, movies? Made, he
0: just made a movie that may be great. That's all I'm going to say. I helped him. I, I worked on it for a week. I read the script. Right. It's the thing that, And it's the thing that you were saying about Damon taking what you can do in club, a lot of times, it's hard to translate your stand-up voice into TV or a movie, especially a movie. What would George Carlin's act be as a movie? It'd be a fucking apocalyptic, long thriller. <laughs> right, right, you know right, what i mean right, it would right. be a fucking like wow. crazy fire breathing uh like sadistic fucking crazy but do you believe so and but chris you... had just had a hard time chris said the worst thing that ever happened to him was that he his movie did okay he'd make movies that weren't good wow. and then they would make money and so he never broke the habit of doing Uh, of like, I have to make a fucking good movie. But but
2: let me ask you, when you look at Eddie Murphy, Mm -hmm. who dominated on television with Saturday Night Live, dominated in stand-up with things like Delirious, dominated at the box office because of his acting ability and and being a movie star, don't you think you have to attribute some of that to the fact that some guys have that and some guys just don't? Like when you talk about George Carlin, brilliant stand-up. Is he a movie star? Absolutely.
0: No, yeah, I. Agree. Not. That's the. That's the other thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is like, maybe I'm too weird looking uh-huh. as a, as like a human being. You know what I mean? Like I'm a funny fucking comic. I can write and direct all that shit, and then I'm like, at a certain point, I may just like throw in the towel and be like, I'm too fucking but weird looking. This is all just. Uh, I mean, I'm like it's, but it's about finding what you're good at, and like Dave was lucky in that he found the fucking perfect vehicle for his voice, Eddie. Was lucky, and that he found a bunch of perfect vehicles for his voice. Yeah,
1: I'm just, but all of this is like, it, 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 I, I mean, I know, I understand why you think it's a, a bullshit answer to say, well, aren't you more than your career? But like, you, I mean, you, you have to find a way to make life work for you in in its own way. If you, if I'm waiting on validation from the outside world to make my life okay, then I could be waiting forever and never be okay.
2: Right. No, I, I, I hear you. I, I'm just saying, I think that there's something tragic in not getting your just due as a talent, and then it feels like if you just go, well, you know, I'm happy within my own. Uh-huh. Knowing your talent is bigger right. than but, that. But it feels like something's off. I know what you're like saying. Like Patrice O'Neal. Yep. It, to this day, I'll say to people, man, Patrice O'Neal, and they'll go, who? Yep. And I'm going, something's not fair. Yeah. How is it that a talent <laughs> that fucking hard never, yeah. that's, that's, it's something's not right.
0: Uh, and, and, I know, and I know I know Patrice, yeah, Patrice
2: is, shot himself in the foot. Yeah, so I just, can tell you why.
1: But not just did he shoot himself in the foot. Also, like, he chose, he was so brilliant, but his act was so hardcore and, like, truly misogynistic. And he made those choices. I'm glad he made them because he was, it made comedy all the better for it. But if Patrice had been talking about things in that level of genius that were softer, maybe it would have been a more widespread, mainstream kind of fame. Mm.
0: yeah. That, and then uh, there's also the idea of like, he's just not fucking pleasant to be around. To, it's like you don't want right. to spend 12 hours with Patrice right. five days a week. That goes back right. to that thing of just like you're in when you're doing one of these shows, you're in a fucking submarine with people. So right. it's like, who am I in the submarine with? Mm-hmm. Cause, and I had me and Patrice had a long fucking argument about it, right. where I called him. I me and I was doing a pilot and I wanted to be in, it, and I was like, Hey, Patrice, are you gonna be an asshole? I just called him. I go, are you going to be an asshole? And he's like, Neil, how the fuck are you going to call me? Da-da-da-da. We argued for two hours. <laughs> Literally, we're arguing within 40 seconds. We argue for two hours. At the end of two hours, he goes, you know what, man? I can't promise you I'm not going to be an asshole. Hilarious. Like, did he, he not just, get the job? He, yeah, he didn't really want to do it anyway. Right, I have a question here. Yeah. But yeah. He, did, he did call and apologize two months later because he did to a you? pilot. Yes, because right. he did a pilot. And he goes, dude, there was someone on set that was giving me attitude and I wanted to fucking choke that motherfucker. And he's funny. And he's cool. Right. But I wanted to choke the motherfucker. So he was like, I understand why not to be an asshole now. And he was like dead literally within like 10 weeks or something. Wow.
1: Aries. Yeah. I am a magical being. And I will offer you all of that you want and more. All the comedians in the world identify you as the great. You're, you get all the fame, all the pa- everything. Everything you right. want. But you die in five years. Or you stay exactly as you are. <laughs> and you live your full you live you, to you live a, a full 98 98 I know 98. I think I
0: uh, I think I know what you're gonna pick go ahead <laughs> wow
1: that is a fucking question and I know you're trying to negotiate for 10 years right now but um, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna
2: happen we're I'm almost scared to answer that because then? that almost feels like one of them six the things devil, that can yeah. happen
0: <laughs> uh. The uh, devil appears in the fireplace. That, hey, Aries, at this weight, it's never going to happen. Go uh, ahead, moment. No, he loses the weight. He gets everything. Oh, he does lose he the weight. It, he gets uh, everything. All right, you get it all. most <laughs> wow. well, importantly, I mean, That's my dream.
1: Eddie Murphy comes to your house and says, "You're the greatest stand-up comedian in the world." I mean, you get everything.
0: Eddie gives you his wow. house.
1: Five years is tough,
0: bro. Five years is pretty short. That, yeah, all right, right, I'll give you ten.
2: Yeah, what am I? Thirty-eight now. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Bill Maher had one of the best lines ever when he said, "I don't want to live to be this age. Just give me." Would he say like, "Just give me ten Sammy years or sixty yeah. Sammy years or whatever?" Yeah. You know. Oh man, that's a tough one, brother. I'm scared to
0: answer that, man. Uh, sorry. So the answer is he take the vengeance. Absolutely, the it's obvious. All right, but this, but this begs the question: Why you're? I feel like you're stuck in this, this emotional place of like. Oh, these motherfuckers. Right. And you're, but you're stuck in it and you're eating more and you're drinking more and you're getting bigger and you're getting actually further from your actual, what you
1: deserve. They say resentment is taking poison, expecting the other guy to die. Yes. Agreed.
0: Wow. Um, Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, you have this, like you're not, here's the other thing about show is no one cares that you're mad. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Right. Like, all
1: they want to know is are you good? Are you right for the part? Yeah. yeah. Are, are right. you
0: the right? Is the camera? Is you going to look good when you come in? Can you dance behind Cuba Gooding Jr.? Can, right. Whatever. Can you be right. Cuba Gooding Jr.? Right. Can you be Tom? Right. Like that? No one cares that what your dream was you and know, all that. You shit. know what? Uh, you know again. Yeah. I,
2: again. Um, I have to figure out a way to 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 let go of my own internal bullshit.
0: Right. Because for, what is it?
2: Because for me. And this may, may, may make me corny or stupid or naive. I keep believing that somehow the good guy is supposed to win, right? Like somehow this is all supposed to pan out right. and make sense. And as long as it's about the work and you do great work and you stay true to, to you to who you are and you don't sell out, that somehow I'm gonna win, right? And yeah. maybe again, that's me being dumb. Naive, I don't think it's naive, corny.
1: It's just not, uh, it's, it's just not, not, not the way it's, it's like, true. you ever
0: see Chinatown? It's fucking China. It's like the, what you want Jake? Yeah. It's China. Chinatown, it's Chinatown. It's like, It ain't, it ain't <laughs> how it goes down, man. It's like the, you know who makes it the most ambitious people, but the most ambitious, hardest working people. And also, you know what I mean? Like that's my experience is like, you know, for, for all of Dave's mystery now, he fucking was hustling. For like and wanted to make it. And then once he made it, and it was like, you're the best. And he's like, okay, okay, good. That's all I needed to know. Uh and Chris Rock works his fucking that was the thing, spending a week with Chris on his movie. It's like he fucking works it out. Scott Rudin produced Chris's movie, the biggest producer in movies. Produced social network, uh fucking South Park, uh fucking Book of Mormon. He's on set every day worrying about people's collars. And then like literally working like continuity, eyelines. The he's got fifty million dollars if he's an idiot. Right. If he's got bad and he's still and then and then and then he said and Rock goes, you know he goes and watches dailies afterward. I was like, He does? He's like, Yeah and I go, I don't want it that bad. And Rock goes, Yep, you don't want it that bad. I he's like, Rock's like, I don't want it that bad.
1: Well, when you did how many seasons on Mad T V? Eight years. So if I had come to you Year four, I'm the... By the way, I'm the philosophical question. Right, right. If I had come to you year four, right in the middle of your being on a fucking show, network show, would you have answered, yes, I'm happy now? Or would you still... Were you... No, because for the first four or
2: five years, like, my, like, like Norm used to tell me, don't underestimate the power of television. In my first four or five years, I kind of felt like nobody was watching. I'm, I'm doing killer shit. Yeah. And I'm not hearing nothing. So... You know, it wasn't until about year five or six where people would come up to me on the street and go, man, I saw you do this. And yeah. Man, you're – for and that's when I kind of was like, okay. Yeah. But 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 I, I just kind of felt like, no, I wasn't getting yeah. what I wanted and then uh, getting that gratification that I was looking for. Because from
1: where I'm sitting, and I don't know you, right. so I'm not trying to psychoanalyze right. you. But I don't think that what you want is attainable. Because I think if you got what you wanted, it wouldn't be the thing that you wanted. I don't. I don't actually think that that dream exists. I think. It, I
2: think it's not attainable only because I, I'm I'm standing in my own way. Right.
0: What is that? Uh, what, what in terms of what's attainable? No. What are you, What? Why are you standing in your own way? Is it that thinking that it's got to be more than just thinking that the good guy is going to win? Uh, like I said. Also, man, when is the good guy ever won? That's the thing. I. It's like where. That, that's why people pay for movies to watch movies because you go oh the good guy wins right. I'll pay for that I'll pay to watch right, that right right. That's so fucking improbable right yeah Because that will give you $15 just dude, to be around I, that I,
2: I was I was I was watching a documentary on Superman that I got from uh, Hulu or, or Amazon.com on my PS3 and a lot, of, was, product a lot of product a lot of product go yeah, ahead yeah. and there were just so many moments where even whether it's the documentary that I'm watching or I'm just watching movies. Why I actually get a little choked up when the good guy wins? Because I still believe that, that 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 happens in life. Right. And, and again, maybe I'm naive and, and fucking right. Okay. Dumb. All right. This but brings I, up the next I, I, question. But I believe that.
0: Are you sure you're the good guy? That's the that's the next question. Is like. Are you the? Because whenever I think I'm, uh, and then I go, well, Neil, you're one of the few people who thinks you're the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> like the good guy was like, yeah, but you wait, who's may the not, good guy, Neil? You Brando? may not always be I the guess good when, you guy. Know,
2: I, I guess when I say the good guy, I don't necessarily mean the good guy. I just mean
1: you mean the I,
0: best you mean man. The guy, you mean the you mean you you mean the guy who's the mean, I think
2: what I mean is 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 what's supposed to technically be right and go the right way should go the right way. And it yeah. happens. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I, that's where I'm like, I'm rethinking everything. Cause I'm, I'm sometimes I say to myself, how could a guy like Patrice die?
0: Yeah. Someone that talented. Yeah. Cause how could he die? You know, who didn't care about his talent, his fucking arteries, right? Didn't give a fuck because he filled them with with garbage. No,
1: I was thinking about this very thing today. So, by the way, not, I, in my what I'm thinking right now is like none of this actually matters. I mean, this is this is we're only talking about like Hollywood dreams, and then there's right. just like yeah. the rest of the world of life. But it's like you go all the way. There's so many, there's such a long ladder of human misery here. Like, right. you go from I'm frustrated in my career to I'm frustrated in my career and I'm, uh, you know, and I'm super poor. I'm frustrated in my career, I'm super poor and my kid died and I'm disabled and I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then you get all the way down to the bottom of that and then you can move that person to Somalia. And it's like, it, Yeah. You right. think, oh, it couldn't get worse, but you live in LA and all of a sudden it's like, no, now you're in Mogadishu, motherfucker. Right. It just got <laughs> right. worse. Yeah, right. Like,
0: right. right. Yeah, you've made a bunch of money, you're famous, you're po- you know right. what I mean? Like 99%
1: of comedians would look at your career with extreme jealousy and envy, right. and yet still we're not satisfied. And I I mean, right. I get it. Cuz I always look at it like I look at comedy like a ladder. Have I done the ladder analogy before? Like a, you're you're on a rung and you're looking at the rung above you going, that's the fucking rung. Right. Once I get to that rung, I'm going to be I'm going to have gotten it. And then you work and you work and you work and you work and finally you get strong enough to reach up to that next rung. You pull yourself up and the minute you pull yourself up to the next rung, you look up and you're like, oh, there's another fucking rung. Yeah. And it just right. doesn't end until right. you and fall Will off. And Will Smith's up there. Yeah, and Kuba Gooding <laughs> Jr. by no, the Cuba way, up there. Will's
0: teetering now. He's on the rung, and he's had a couple bombs in right. a row, exactly. and it's like, right, right. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, I think about that. Will Smith, up. you're 40 fucking four. Yeah. You motherfucker. We I don't right. think fuck with 44-year-olds. Right. Right. We fuck Will- with Denzel. Yeah. That's, that's nice. about the only black dude over 40
1: that people fuck with, and that's, Sam Jackson. That's exactly right. I, in that ladder, I've always thought everyone's on the ladder, and then you think, oh, no, Brad Pitt's not, but he probably is. He's probably up there yeah. going, like, I just, I, and that's why you see, like... right people that you would think well why are you on the road doing stand-up you're a fucking huge like who cares right. well it's because they're still trying to become legitimized by something right and then jesus and that's why this is <laughs> time to bring up jesus uh he's the only one yes that can make. no i don't know uh, what is the secret
0: yeah like well that's the uh so the but beyond the good guy thing so right. if it if you realize maybe you're not the good guy you're not like a pious guy you know what i mean Right. So you just feel like you deserve because your shit is hot enough. But
1: that's no, what you meant. No,
2: no. I, I just I just feel like, look, I'm 38. I've been doing this since I was 14. I've been doing this 23 years. And, and I forget how you coined it earlier. But there just was a point where I just felt like, or I still feel like, I do so many things that people will look at and go, man, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But the people that need to know it, that can help me advance – They either don't know it or they don't give a shit.
0: Well that's the other thing is like you have to be on the hot you have to be on a hot sketch. Like Mad TV was never a hot sketch show. It was never industry. No, of course, but they're the ones that are gonna cast you and did it. I'm sure Cameron Crowe was like, he's on what? Right. Mad TV? What is that?
1: Right. Look at like look at Dane. He had the fucking world on a platter. Everyone I knew
0: had his C D
1: and he's like teetering on not being relevant as a comedian. So you can get everything. Right. And then, but Dane
0: and, has the same thing, which is he didn't get the cool people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that, he cool like, he never got cool people. Like, in other words, Louis C.K. couldn't well, you lose know, it. It's, it's, it's Louis like, well, can never lose it. He, he, he won't be the biggest guy in the world someday, No, he'll never be all, the biggest guy in the world, but he will always have his core cool fans. And he'll always have... There been, will be a guy that will be cooler than him. Right. Like, there will be the whoever the next... Louis is, but there but Louie is like uh the critic's choice, the the blogger's choice, the right. nerd. He's well, you, yeah. You
2: you just you just said it a second ago when you said, well, Dane Cook is teetering and but I'm from where I'm standing, I'm going, but this guy has had opportunities to star in movies. Right. I wish I could get that. Right. Right.
1: You know what I mean? He yeah. he
2: at least got that. But
1: I, he's right. probably looking at somebody else, going, This guy did the movie and it was successful i wish i could get that right right yeah how
0: do you yeah how do if i if i get in a yeah how also yeah that's the other thing is like how do you even get movies because the thing of like i did stand up and then they put me in movies that shit's kind of over that's the other thing someone was talking about almost like you have to you have to like refresh your your point of view on showbiz because again like I've been, I knew, I've known who you are for 20 years. You know right. what I mean? Like, I've been, I got my first writing job about 17 years ago. Right. Like, and showbiz is definitely different. And right. it is that sort of, like, way, just sort of, like, cooler. It's not about, like, it's doing the right thing. And the and and it's not just, a like, the way Eddie made it, where you go, like, no, that's how I'm going to make it. Right. I'm right. going to get on a sketch show. And then it's like, that's. But
2: that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Like, at 14 Watching watching him on SNL, I went. I would do impressions. I could do this. I could do that. He started at fourteen. We both are Aries, both April third. I just knew you were I, both born of the same just day. I just knew, yeah. I just knew <laughs> that weird. I was going to do sketch for three years, right. build an audience. Yeah,
1: take that in the movies. They yeah.
2: follow me. It, the same plan. Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah. But, well, by the way, speaking of Snoop's uh, or of uh, Eddie Murphy's talent. I saw this video, video last night of his song with Snoop. Yeah, and I was like rolling my eyes as I clicked it, like this is going to be such garbage. <laughs> clicked on it, and like thirty seconds later, I was like, this is pretty good. This yeah, guy, it's not a bad song. <laughs> he's just good at things. Yeah, he's, it's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. It's a right, good. It's right. pretty damn good. Uh, it is a
0: bad hoodie that he's wearing in the video. That that is a tragic hoodie. Yeah, it's a tragic. <laughs> hoodie. There's no. It's not even a hoodie. It's a do rag, isn't it? It's a full body. I, I haven't it's a it. full it. body seen it. Yeah, no, it's a do, it's a do suit. A do suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, no, so that's the, the you no. Know, that's how I think sometimes, but right. then you look at even, but you look at Chris, and it's like, his career, his stand-up career is great, and then his, and, but his TV, his TV show was great, because right. of an extension of his stand-up, but right. then his movies have been uneven, Dave did 10 pilots that didn't get picked up, then did one thing that was good, and retired. Right. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's career is right. way... Tucker, even Chris Tucker, almost got into a... It's like he did the stand-up thing and was in a movie and fucking destroyed in a movie unlike anyone kind of has ever destroyed in a movie. The way... Friday I... yeah, the way element. no, the way he destroyed in Friday was, like, unparalleled. Have you seen The Fifth Element? Yeah.
1: He's so far beyond... He's so unbelievable in that film.
0: Like, not plausible or good? No, just... Amazing. He's on some other level shit. He doesn't like that. But but but
2: again, like if like I I used to jokingly say, if you put Cat Williams, Chris Tucker, and Dave Chappelle on tour, like it would be called the "What the Fuck Is Wrong with Us" tour. Yeah. Like 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 Dave fifty million whatever that was. Yeah. Now he's gone. Chris Tucker twenty million a movie won't make anything but Rush Hour every eight years. (laughs) Cat Williams whatever that is. Yeah. Like these guys have the world by the balls. Why are they not? They seem like they don't want it.
1: Or like like, like or, or, or just something's wrong with them. Or getting it, or getting it makes you
0: not be able to keep it.
2: Well, let me find that out. Yeah. That's, that's I want to know what that's <laughs> Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Let me make that no, choice. The American
0: dream is money won't make you happy, but let's just make sure. But yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's the no, but there's something And different. that's part of it.
2: Like, like, like when I take that. And several other things, and bottle them all up. That's where my that's where my bitterness and my anger comes from. Because I can't
1: figure out why does this work this way. Do you, a- is there? A, yeah, go. I'm just curious, Aries. Do you have things that bring you joy other than your career?
0: <laughs> Moshe is like a fucking counselor over here.
1: I'm just curious because I know. for no, me, I know what all, you're all, saying. All
2: the things that shouldn't bring me joy. Vice. Right. Yeah. Right. Vices. Yeah. 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 I like. I like. I like weed, alcohol, and pussy. Well, a hundred percent.
1: That is why people like Vice. Is because the world is painful. Right. And things like Vice allow you to forget that the world's painful. And drugs is the best example. And it's also
0: right? uh, controlled. You get to control it. Yeah. You pussy. Control right. pussy
1: I think is too complicated. But drugs is so simple. You go to the drugs. You take the drugs, and then the drugs immediately make you feel differently. You right, can just right. video games. I think is also the best. Right. Because your brain right. turns off. Right. Yeah. Um, But I know for me, I struggle to make sure, like, because comedy is so fucking horrifying to your ego. It's so abusive. Like Neil always says, what we're doing is impossible. I struggle to make sure that there are some things that bring me joy outside of of career. Because I don't do drugs anymore. This, again, goes against the corny thing. What
2: brings me joy is when I'm on stage and I'm annihilating. But not necessarily with proven material moments uh-huh. that, that occur that I didn't plan on. Right. And I know I'm in that fucking pocket yeah. where I know, you know, like keep fucking with me, chick in the third row. You are you are you are setting me up to destroy you. Right. And and I can weave yeah. in and out of the set.
1: Yeah. And and, just, and that's that moment. I would venture a guess, and this is me I'm full on cheese mode, but I would venture a guess that in that moment, because live performance is so powerful, in that moment when you're destroying on stage, you are not Thinking about the films that you didn't get cast in, or your career, you're just no, thinking I'm not. About but what I will think about immediately when pushing. I get off stage, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: what I will think about immediately is again this crazy way that things happen, where I go, dude, if so and so, the head of whatever network or studio, saw this set, right? There's no way. Yeah. yeah. Why does that not work out like that?
0: Well it Why at, but at this yeah okay, here's the question that I ask myself sometimes. Is it possible that Dave, Kat, whoever else you want to put it, Chris Tucker, are more talented than you? Eddie, Chris Rock. Cause there are times where there are times where I'm working with people and I'm like, he's fucking like, this fucking guy is... Good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I,
2: you know what? I think that. I do. And I know that's part of my insecurity. But at the same time, there are moments when I will do things on stage and on camera where I go, get the fuck out of here. Yo, I'm right. just as dope as the motherfuckers. Mm. Yeah. Based on what I just did. Right. The reaction that I just got. Right. Fuck that.
0: Right. Well, then maybe it's... Uh, maybe there's like the 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 sociability aspect. Cause that's the other thing working with Chris. He's fucking really social, which I didn't realize like all day long on his, it's his movie and it's his set. But what impressed me the most was he's talking to everybody in a really engaged, like, you know, Patrice, like he needs to talk to people. Whereas I'm like, so like, not, I don't need to talk, but to that's people. me too. And, and, yeah. and I remember I was listening to a great, but Dave's Dave's so fucking social and so, Chappelle. Yeah, man. That's the thing. He's socially, socially awkward, talk. though. Too. He's incredibly socially awkward, but in in an environment, he will talk to you. He will literally talk till the sun comes up, just because he needs to talk. Mm-hmm. This is this is pre weed, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. pre post.
2: Yeah, like- I I I, uh, I remember uh, Patrice's interview on Opie and Anthony when they were kind of asking him the same question. In terms of why he feels he's not. Right. And he said something to the degree of when he's on a set, like, the fact that he wants to be the guy who doesn't talk to anyone and he's just minding his business, people have a problem with that. Yeah. Why is he not talking to anyone? Yeah. Why is he sitting by himself? Yeah. And that – because you're doing that, you're an asshole. No, I agree. I, know. I
0: just you – know. People are social animals. I mean, that's the bottom line is we are so- – all right, we, we're running out of time. No, no, uh,
2: like, if I don't smile, I
0: scare white people. Dude, I'm big. I'm black. If I got i I'm do, the do, same do, do,
2: do, way. Be going. White people. I've heard white people say he's
1: angry. Yeah. Why?
0: Because I'm not
1: <laughs> smiling. I don't walk around fucking cheesing. Yeah. Aries, you are angry. No, you no, said no. you were. <laughs> Listen, like I'm no, bitter. I, I used to, and I'm being honest.
2: I used to think, what all people, I guess, assume of me. When I would see Neil in the club and he don't smile and talk, I go, "This motherfucker's so cocky.
1: Uh-huh. He's yes, a right. dick."
2: Yes. And then when I got to know him,
0: he's not. That's yes. funny
1: because I got to know Neil and have <laughs> the, the exact same <laughs> feeling. Uh, no,
0: but you're exact. But I was watching. I was. I was directing something, and I've been watching dailies, and I'll see myself walk into frame to talk to the actors, and I'm like, "You look fucking mean, man." Where I've just got this fucking stern look, of, and I don't know it. Yeah, like I, my funny. face is literally. I've actually. I, I doing forget where that. I was.
2: I forget where I was. I think it was either New York or DC. And and you know how sometimes you get into town and comics get into conversations mm-hmm. with the staff about who just was here yeah. and blah, blah blah. And I forget. You, I think you were just you just left somewhere, <laughs> and uh, people be came great. about how how what people thought of you. And the only thing I heard was, "Fucking guy's cocky.
0: He's yeah. so cocky." Yeah, and I basically because I was just in my dressing room, right. Quietly looking at my thing. What's well, right. funny? I was thinking about that. Um, we had
1: Rock on the podcast, uh-huh. and you know we talked for an hour, and then I saw him at the MTV movie. I've told this story on the podcast before, but on at the movie awards, and uh-huh. I just like very foolish, like demonstratively went over to him, and was like, "Hey!" and he just fucking blank face, right, no right, idea right, who right, I right, was, right. and I was like. Uh it was hilarious. I loved it as a comedian, but as right. a human being I hated it. But then I started thinking about like all of the people that have come up to me over the years who are probably right. as distant from me mm-hmm. as I am to Rock, right? Like, I opened for you in Peoria, you right, don't remember right, me? And right, I'm just right, like, right, fucking right. dude, I don't know. Well, you, you know or... what? I'm
2: almost convinced to some degree it's almost you have to be in that person's circle of whether or not they like you. Because I'm gonna tell you something. I've met Chris Rock a thousand times. He always brushes me off like I'm nobody, yeah. and it's and it's again, it's that thing of I would love for this dude to acknowledge me right. with respect, right. Right. and I guess maybe if you're in, because I've seen him, Jerry's with Seinfeld, like they're fucking best buds, right? But it's Seinfeld, you know, and and I and I just with Patrice with Chris, and I often take that as these dudes were you cool with Patrice? I, I didn't know Patrice like that, yeah. but he almost came off with a very fuck you very much attitude, yeah. Like he'll be cordial, hey man, how you doing? But other than that, he kind of, you know.
1: Well, I always think like in comedy, like it's funny when you meet someone new who's in on the scene. You just don't acknowledge them or even notice right. that they exist, and then one, and then one day you see them destroy on stage, and you're like, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> yeah, like, all of a sudden, oh, Okay, yeah, right. welcome, absolutely. welcome right, in. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, uh, you know, I had a I had
2: a surreal moment where, and this is once Chappelle, of course, was Chappelle, and he came into the Laugh Factory one night. He, he was going to go up, but he decided to chill upstairs and <laughs> hang out. And I just wanted so badly to destroy. Yeah. Because I wanted, you know. So I, I, I fucking ripped. And I went up and I, hey, Dave. And Dave just so casually with his cigarette was like, it's a nice set, man. I remember when I used to kill like that. <laughs> some of those things that made me go yeah. <laughs> yeah. no
0: it's also like that was what you wanted and, Right? And, yeah. and it becomes <laughs> about his own fucking weird vanity that's right. the thing is all of our dreams are someone else's just like small stories like right. I'm in DC being cocky I have no idea what it was I probably was just like there quietly right. in my hotel. it's like come into my inner monologue because it's not cocky. Right. Trust oh, right. me. Right. It's, it's a fucking nightmare. Right. Right. Um, you wouldn't last two minutes up here in this head. Right. Uh,
1: we're we're out of time. But
0: before we go, I feel like we should have you like do some see. do some impressions. Yeah, see you oh, do. be some, Just a few seconds. Can, can we get know, like a, a menu or so? is there anything you can
2: read? No. Here's what I would love to do. Um, just kind of like set me. I know it may be a little hokey, but yeah, yeah. set me up. Like, you know, Paul Mooney's in the room or whoever's yeah. in the room, and you just
1: want to talk to him. You know what I mean? Uh, and sure. Ask a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jay Z's here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's the greatest rapper alive, Jay Z.
0: It's nice to be here right now. Jay, what do you have to say to the fact that people think that your records have become redundant? Well, I mean, you know, redundancy
2: is all about history. You know, people repeat history, so it's like saying something historic is redundant. You know, uh, greatness gets repeated, so whether it's from me or somebody else, you know, it's greatness. So admire it. That, that doesn't
1: make any sense, though, Jay Z. You do realize that?
2: Well, I mean, some of the greatest things in life <laughs> never made sense,
0: but again, it becomes historic. Uh, now I get it. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, DMX is here.
1: Yeah. BMX, we just saw yeah, a clip yeah, of you
0: yeah. running through a hotel room naked. What was yeah, that about?
2: Yeah, I mean, dog, you know what I mean? You, you, know, you know, people, you know, it's the internet, you know what I mean? social media, you know what I mean? You know, it, could be, it could have been somebody else running, but they put my head on, on the body, you know what I mean? It ain't always what you see, what you believe, you know what I mean? What do you, why do you like dogs so much? You know, a dog is like, you know, when they say it's man's best friend, you know, a dog will kill for you, a dog will live for you. You know what I mean? So I live through the dog because the dog is me, you know what I mean?
1: it's real it's real it's real that's fair enough hey i listen i have been having a hard time getting laid and i invited my friend L O cool j here to give me some pointers <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <It's> bananas man <laughs> it's
2: bananas beat.
1: go ahead man
0: i mean did you like, did a guy break into your house l
2: it was crazy man you know i got i got a lot of people to try to try to get to me i guess this was the overzealous dude you know he kind of had like the female feelings and whatnot you know, yeah, he tried to break in my joint, but you know, I gave it to him.
0: What do you? Are, do you, are you ever going to apologize for accidental racist?
2: Um, you know what? It's just, music is like a dichotomy of what you feel inside. So you know, when you feel something, you know, you just project it. You know, should Picasso apologized for you know painting the ceiling on a church. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? It's, it's if, art, man. What do you think Biggie would have to say about the fact that you're on uh, LL is on NCIS Los Angeles? You
2: know, you know, it's a different time right now. You know, used to be a time when, you know, rappers hated the police, but now Ice T is a cop. So I think he would really have respected it. You know, he'd have been like, oh, you know, I think it's cool that this, you know, he's making the transition to, to trying to grow as an artist, man.
1: Uh, fuck. Who else
0: do you do? Snoop? Uh. Is
1: Snoop here? Snoop's better when I'm rapping, man. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, wait, is Mooney's here? Yeah, fair enough. F- finally, comedy legend, the greatest c- comic mind to not get a job brother, on every, Mad T V. Everybody, everybody knows that, brother. You don't have to say that's something you have to say. People know it.
2: You don't you don't you don't say things people already know. No, I'm serious. People know my resume, homie. They know it. It's real. There's no need
0: to talk about it. Um I'm gonna tell you something, that, a Mooney story. Yeah. Uh I was at and That I was knew, phenomenal. That was unbelievable. No, thank you. thank uh, you. Uh that we were and I want you to I wanna like write it down so you can say it. Um we mm-hmm. were we were. I'm going to whisper it to you. In fact, I'll just edit it so that you say it. Right. All right. So uh, one time me, Chappelle, and Mooney, and Charlie were at Eddie's house. And it was when like the SARS thing was happening. Right. And Mooney goes out. If white folks want to kill niggas, they should put SARS in the chicken. <laughs> uh, and then I said, you know, I said, Paul, you know, uh, white people like chicken too. And he said, Oh, look at Neil trying to clean it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I know we're done, but um, I saw a clip on YouTube of Paul. He was doing the Houston Improv. And now you want to talk about, and this is not me calling him a dick. I'm just saying what appears visually. Like the guys were interviewing him, and he had a newspaper while they were interviewing him, he never looked up from the newspaper, mm-hmm. never made eye contact. And just basically, yeah, homie, it's real. It's real.
0: No, like he I, talked dude, to them like that. And I'm just going, I directed Negro Domus. Okay. I directed like me and Dave put the guy on. Right, right. Literally looks at me like I'm like he's never met like, oh. He always goes like Oh, it's you! (laughs) I have no idea what he means by it, but I don't even hold it. It's like it's so fucking funny to me. I don't care. Right? It's like it's like yeah, just fucking shit on me. Well, Um, anyway, all right. So I hope
1: uh, hope you find everything you're looking for. Yeah, I think.
2: I think. Listen, man. I think Neil said it best. I know. I'm not stupid. I know what it is. I just got to get to it. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Get, a, get the vegan you diet, get the homie. Fucking, gotta get that vegan uh, diet, homie. The, the lap <laughs> band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know if, I, if I'm that far <laughs> Yeah, you don't qualify. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Uh, that was uh, awesome, uh, yeah, man. Was Thank man. you very much. Thank you I very know. much, man. I appreciate man. it, guys. Thank, Thank
1: you.
0: Roll up. Fuck
2: with me.